0: Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm pretending that I'm fully alert and awake right now um, <laughs> because we. I just got in uh, from California. I was there for a week visiting family. I don't know. It always ends up turning out this way that our flight home is usually like the last flight of the day. So I got in like shortly after midnight and then For some reason, like we always just want to like get everything in order, cleaned up after getting home. So uh, or like do that the day of, I guess, just so that it feels like we're all kind of reset back to normal. So I went to bed at like 3 a.m. Yeah. And then I had something this morning to be at by 9 a.m. So I'm running on little sleep, but I was mainlining coffee today. So
1: that's an interesting habit. It's like you unpack your stuff right away when you get home. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I, I want to get into that. I need to do that, to do that more often.
0: Yeah, it's just I don't know. It just feels nice to like you know if I've got laundry to do, just throw it all at least like get it out of like cluttered area and like ready to go. Even if I don't do laundry the same day, and just I don't know, get everything kind of put away. It feels nice.
1: Yeah, that sounds useful. I will sometimes leave like the bag packed for days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like i have like redundancies like most of the stuff i bring is all like i have copies of it you know so it's like i don't have to unpack it and so sometimes i just don't yeah
0: yeah and i'm i'm also married to somebody who's very like orderly and likes things to be cleaned up and in the right place so that helps too <laughs> gotcha yeah i bet yeah that's cool so what's up with you beyond uh sleep deprivation i actually got a fair amount done while traveling which is which was kind of nice that's not always the case but um I've kind of been telling everybody that I have this self-imposed deadline and I'm working towards it. so that was good. I was glad I was still able to to make forward progress um, even while staying at my in-law's house. So this last week, I think I talked about batched notifications that I was working on in level. And I was kind of like on the implementation phase of that and I got that shipped. Um, It's just email only for now. So you can basically go into your settings and specify certain times of day that you want to receive notifications from the product. And if you have things, if you have unread things in your inbox at that time, then it will shoot you an email. Yeah, that's basically how how it works. And it kind of replaces the instantaneous push notifications that you would get from a chat tool. Like once I implemented this, I mean, things kind of fit together and felt simpler than than I had originally imagined. And I don't know, I feel like this is going to be one of the marquee like features to sell as part of like the level way. So I, I'm really, I'm really happy with how it came together. What's next for that then?
1: Like you implemented bit of the feature, but if you're going to market it or tell people yeah about it?
0: so i think i want so this is something i've been i've been batting around like how do i leverage some of these really interesting what i consider to be interesting features in marketing and because i want to stay focused on you know the the benefits not the features right but i feel like there's also a case to be made to package up some of these things as like mini products on their own, or at least feature them in that way. I feel like Stripe does a really good job of this, where they'll, you know, they have, like, their their Stripe checkout and their Stripe customers thing and their Stripe subscriptions, and they just kind of, like, package up these concepts, even though they're really just features inside of their application. They kind of, like, sell them as, like, kind of a, a selling point on their own. And and I feel like this is one of them. Like, there could be probably a whole page dedicated to, dedicated to level's strong opinion on how notifications should work. So we've been thinking about the same thing, which is
1: like a feature that has a capital letter. Yeah. Yeah. Or like capital letters, you know, like it's it's a named entity. Like I think Apple also does this really well. Mhm. Um or what's the, the screen time or something. Like they they come out with a new th- feature inside iOS or whatever and it's like it has capital letters, it has a name, it has a, like an icon. It like gets its own kind of launch. And it's it's sort of built as a, a discrete entity.
0: Yeah, I think it that lets you kind of keep like shipping things more in a more significant way than just saying like, hey, we just added another feature. It's like, no, no, this deserves kind of the spotlight on its own, and there's a whole narrative to craft around why we did this and the choices we made. Um, yeah, I dig that. You were the one. I want to give you credit for this too. When I when I wrote my first KB doc on kind of introduction to level, one of the one of the recommendations you gave me was to for readability and for so that people would know kind of that i'm talking about a domain concept to like capitalize things and so i've been doing that consistently calling it like the level inbox and it's not just any inbox it's levels inbox and i capitalize it and it has its own properties that's helped just to like i'm always in the mindset of how can i make this kind of a specific branded thing even if it's a generic name like inbox you know mm-hmm. yeah i like that capitalize your features yeah that's good it's the tagline it's good advice hmm. yeah i'm digging that
1: we were tossing around some ideas with with that around so right now we have sort of two modes you can be in so navigator mode which is like you're doing your clicks just indicate on someone's screen and your keyboard works on your local machine and then like co-pilot mode where you have you know full full stuff going through it's helpful even just among ourselves to have sort of coined those terms for that and it's like okay now how do we promote this to like a first class thing in the ui and in our marketing and whatnot
0: yeah, I really like that. Is that something that Screen Hero had? Or was it just always shared, always shared input? I don't actually know. I feel like it was not. I feel like you couldn't click into a different mode. That seems really handy. Mm, yeah, I've been like calling it modal pairing in my head,
1: which is like kind of like the nerdiest possible way to describe <laughs> that. But I also kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
0: the Vim users take on it. Yeah. That's your your new terminology you've invented, huh? That's right. (laughs) You don't do capital M, modal, capital P pairing. (laughs) Really? You got to put a TM
1: on it every time you use it, too. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) sue people that use it without asking us. Yes, yes. (laughs) That's the way to success, I'm sure. Totally. (laughs) I wonder how long until this gets just like uh, overused and burnt out, and then it'll become like a a lame signal as opposed to a savvy Mm -hmm. signal. Mm -hmm.
0: I, I think I've seen it overused. I can't think of specific examples, but I know I've... It's almost disingenuous to try to launch every single little thing as like a big deal sometimes you see like a footer of a of a product's website and they have literally every single feature listed with a tm and its own branded name and like that's just too much but so i I think there's a careful balance to strike for sure Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it's interesting to see these cycles popping up in the world it's like this thing. It's like a new, fresh idea hits the world, and people start doing it. And at first, it's the cool. Like it's like people using it well and tastefully, and then it starts to get adopted more widely, and then kind of overdone, and then it becomes an anti-signal.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting being in the industry long enough to see those cycles. Like at first, they're invisible, but over time, you're like, oh, okay, starting to spot these trends.
0: But it's also interesting too. Like we come with this perspective of like we spend a lot of time looking at software products and how they're marketed and how they're built. Chances are our customers aren't necessarily thinking about it that deeply, so I always have to remind myself to like this feels like maybe worn out or or overused, but I don't know. I should probably like not write off anything necessarily because it may actually still work with my audience, you know mm-hmm, sure, totally makes sense, yeah, yeah. so anything else going on? um yeah, so now I'm on to kind of the next the next feature, which is reactions. Up until this point you've only been able to basically post a reply to a post and not do like a quick basically reaction, whether it's like and I was trying to work out like what what is the architecture gonna look like? Is it gonna go with the Slack approach where you can basically choose any emoji you want to be a reaction? Um, or something more constrained, like the like the iMessage approach where you get just a handful of them, or maybe just one. I basically landed on right now my thinking is that I want I wanna encourage Thoughtful re- responses to things as much as possible, and I think it can be destructive to good discourse if we're just speaking in one-click reactions. You know, um, and I think this is something that Basecamp team talks about too, which is why they removed their applause feature and moved to something called boosts, where like you have to write a short text snippet or combined with an emoji or something like that, as opposed to you know just a one-click thing. So this is these are things I've been thinking through where I'm at right now is basically a one. I wanted one click form of acknowledgement. If someone just says, "Okay, cool, I'll have this thing done by today. And you just want to say, like, cool or got it. You know, I wanted there to be like one thing you could click for that and everything else. You should be authoring a reply. So I landed on a thumbs up which I feel like is pretty universal, doesn't have a whole ton of baggage because you know Facebook has used it forever and it's just kind of like often used. So that's kind of where I'm at, I think. Um, what made you pick this feature? It's come up a bit from people who are currently using Level or testing it out. And I've noticed it in my own usage of it where I would really just like to to be able to quickly acknowledge and and also like the flow of, when you close a post it kind of naturally closes the conversation and so someone may like write write a final response to a conversation and then mark it as resolved and you as the other person just want to like acknowledge you saw that final message but you don't want to like reopen write a reply and then resolve it again so i feel like this is also kind of a key like smoothing out type of thing um Hmm. nice yeah that makes sense yeah yeah Cool. That's, that's a good
1: answer. As I was listening to you talk, I was like, this sounds like something that sounds kind of fun to do. Yeah. And so it's just like, I wonder if this is just like, I just wanted to do it. <laughs> but that's that's a better answer than that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it has been it has been fun for sure. But it's our, it's one of those things where I'm already playing around with it. And it's like, yeah, this feels like much needed grease in the wheels. Like we're so accustomed to having this, this feature in pretty much all communication forms that I think to launch without it would probably be potentially detrimental and like I don't want someone's first impression to be like, this just doesn't feel quite right because I don't have this extra like layer of of signal, I guess. So mm-hmm. totally,
1: that's interesting. Yeah, I have, I have a tiny nitpick to share with you that I don't think will affect you, but is me being picky, I guess, which is on iOS, you have that like thumbs up reaction as one of the options. And that's actually pretty handy as like, yep, got it. Like I'll be there in five minutes. And it's like, yes acknowledged and when ios gives you a notification for that it would say like derek liked your message and it's like no he didn't like my message he just like he acknowledged my message and like it is the facebook like image
0: but is it really a like yeah and i wouldn't even call it liking i would call it probably acknowledge is the best is the best word to use but so i wonder if it's like maybe there's a tool tip when you hover over it it's like this is acknowledge you know or something like that mm-hmm. i texted joel the other day he was like hey something 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 and i responded ack capital a capital c
1: capital k which <laughs> yeah. is like a tcp ip or network like a networking thing which is like you know got your got your last packet totally <laughs> and like i feel like if you're if you're doing this like software nerd tool thing like you could you could maybe do that that might be a fun spot for that yeah yeah that could be good just a thought
0: yeah, I like it. Yeah.
1: I could I could also see clicking that button changes a state on the message kind of thing where it's like this message was seen by Derek or acknowledged by Derek on December 14th at three o'clock. Yeah. Kind of like thing. Almost, as opposed to just being like, Derek liked this or something. It's you could give it kind of more of a like a what's the connotation or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I've thought about this too, cause because when you look at a post and its timeline of replies, it's sort of a a representation of current state and also a representation of change over time you know as you as you reply that that is another entry in a time series of things i could see dropping a note on there in addition to it being like stateful like showing highlighted an account of how many reactions it's had it like could also log in time series who uh acknowledged you know which i think mm-hmm. would help
1: help too that'd be interesting as you have multiple people like acknowledging a post like Oh, Derek acknowledged it, and then Ben did, and then Tom did, and like maybe that means something, like that that order happened, or that it happened with three days in between. Like, oh, oh, so Derek must have gotten back from California and then seen this yesterday
0: or something. Yep, yep. Like, it could be, could be interesting. Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun to toy around with those types of mechanics and stuff and see what totally see what falls out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Just the last thing I think for my level update is I closed. Closing the pre-orders today on our recording day. This is Friday the 14th. So Sales of them have kind of tapered off a bit just as like the the hype of announcing that has has died down. And so I sent out an email uh, yesterday and that generated some, some sales, a handful of them, which is nice. And uh, yeah, I think I'll just, we'll cap off this, this January cohort. It's in the, it's like 55 companies, I think. So it feels like a good amount. A good amount of work because I'm going to try to uh, manually onboard each of them if possible, I'll give them the the full full treatment, and set them up for success. So I feel pretty good about it. I'll probably just reinstate the uh, handle reservations at this point. So that makes sense. Yeah. These are people all
1: joining in January? Yes. Have you thought about like pacing them out
0: maybe a little bit? Yeah. I th- I mean, I basically told them you'd be in the first cohort and that invitations would start going out on the 21st. So I think... I think I'll probably paste them out as I have the bandwidth to onboard them and basically probably open up like a reserve a slot on the calendar to to do your your onboarding or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to hear how like this cohort does. Like, what Me they too. Because they're, they're <laughs> going
0: to be coming into a much more fully featured product than mm-hmm. the last one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the, and the last one was, uh, you know, it's framed differently. This is like, you know, I'm really trying to get The essentials so that these teams could could theoretically switch over to it and start using it and before the alpha testing it was like there were definitely some key features i needed to add so i knew the uptake wouldn't quite be the same and it was more of a testing mentality and this is like no it's actually let's try to get you using the product so Mm. hopefully i've nailed it (laughs) yeah yeah. oh surely there'll be nothing wrong um so these people
1: have paid right yes they put so that's different deposit. too. That's very different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you
0: going to, to set them up with like recurring billing right away? Like as they start? Uh, That's a good question. I think I, I'm planning to have a trial for just when once, you know, the app is open to general signups. I don't know. I feel like it would be probably, well, I don't know. Do you have thoughts? Do you have specific opinions on that? Why do you plan to have a trial? Um, Because I think that I don't want to restrict the funnel so much that I require payment upfront. Like I want people to be able to try it out, to get onboarded and experience it. I feel like especially since I'm proposing an alternative paradigm to what people are accustomed to, like it feels like a trial is fitting to to convince people that this actually works and it's not just good in theory. I guess. It's- I'm trying to question things. <laughs> I'm in a
1: questioning mode uh in my life. And like so it sounds like that makes sense where it's like oh if if I'm not sure that people are going to like this or they're not sure they're going to like it. A trial is nice because when they can try it without uh putting any money up and it's easy to get them in there. But I also wonder if like if you required people to pay up front and had a some sort of refund policy, would they maybe be more inclined to give it an, a more
0: solid try?
1: Like, would they make the time and get the people invited and
0: go through your onboarding and give you feedback and all that stuff? That's true. I mean, and it's something that kind of inspired by, like, your superhuman experience of, like, getting onboarded onto that. I could see doing basically, like, get in line, get queued up, and I, you know, I have to onboard people for the foreseeable, you know, few months at least to really set people up for success and ensure that I get get as much feedback as possible to find out like i i don't what i wouldn't want is for people to just kind of start coming into the funnel and then falling out and not really keeping up with like why are people not adopting and using it because i really need as much of that key feedback as possible so yeah that like free trial
1: thing and the freemium thing i feel like is like it's it's one way of going about it there's a logical argument you can make for that i think but it's not it's not clear to me that like that would result in the most people getting like hitting that point where like oh i get it there's value here or like oh we're giving this an honest try and this is something we might seriously consider switching to a few hundred trial signups that don't really engage is actually not really worth anything but like two prepaid really trying it uh things would probably give you a lot of feedback
0: yeah i guess part of me if i'm trying to think of why why i would want to have a trial and keep the funnel pretty wide at the top it's I think it's because I kind of have this fear of like, I start to launch and the numbers stay really low and small. Part of me just wants to like open this up pretty wide and count on getting a few percent of them, which will get my, you know, my revenue numbers up to hopefully something nice really quickly. But when in doing that, I'm kind of potentially sacrificing getting good actual feedback from people i guess if if i'm just like letting a bunch of people in and only only converting a small slice of them then i'm leaving something on the table i think so
1: yeah and like some of those people that sign up for a free trial probably would have paid and i do think paying will increase the likelihood that they'll actually interact with it meaningfully the revenue numbers probably aren't going to look that good either way for a while So it's like optimizing for that at this point probably is not as as useful as meaningful engagement and feedback, I I think. I'm continuing to like work a couple leads for Tuple and whatnot. And and we've done some like a good amount of pre-sales already. And people are pretty willing to pay for things ahead of time so far, even like annual prepay. And I haven't even honestly offered a refund policy. Like if someone was like, we hate this, this is terrible. Like we'd be like, okay, well, sorry, here you go. I would have guessed that people would kind of laugh at me. And they're just kind of like, oh yeah, sure, we can do that. And it's not for everybody. Plenty of people have said no, like we're not going to do a thing that we can't try. It's like, okay, that makes sense. I get that. But enough people have said yes to that, that it's meaningful for us.
0: Yeah, probably you might be having a little bit easier time with that because it's such an understood solution to an understood problem, you know? Mm -hmm. It's less, there's less to prove. It's like, it's the people who are willing to bet that like, I think you're going to probably nail it you know and we underst- we both understand what the problem is so like yep i want in and then others who are like i'm just skeptical i need to be i need proof that it's actually going to work before i will pay for it for level it's i think it's much more complicated it's like this is an ideal and we understand a a, a deep seated problem but like the the solution to it is not clear so i think there's probably even more skepticism about like is this actually going to work for us but that's probably where doing like quote unquote doing things that won't scale is to my benefit right now. And even if it means I have far fewer people trying out the product early on, if I'm giving them all my personal attention and giving them the best shot at not just trying out the product in a drive-by manner and then like deciding, nope, not for us. Like if I can really kind of sell it to them by giving them the hand-holded approach, I I think that could be good. Yeah,
1: I think so too. If one of these options is better for you and you're not sure if people will take it or not, then like maybe start with that one and if you can't convince people to prepay for it then like, all right well how about a free trial and that's something you can even back off to right like it sounds like ah, i'm not willing to do the prepay like okay well what if we would, it, would you feel more comfortable if we did this and like you, you you started your negotiating position somewhere better yeah 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 that's true better than going the other direction uh yeah yeah like if 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 what you really want is x then maybe ask for x and then see what happens if if that is what you want, like again, I don't actually know the answer here. I don't think there is an answer. Answer.
0: Yeah, no, but this is good. This is good stuff. I like it. Cool.
1: Nice. Well, I'm. It's it's going to get January is going to be interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: we're both getting some people in our products. It's yeah, gonna be a good time. What's been happening in tupaland Um, we actually had a really good call today, um, and I'm not going to say exactly who we were, who we were talking to because uh, I haven't asked him. I was realizing before this call. Uh, but it was someone that had a lot of relevant domain experience it was like really useful like we talked for about an hour and like got a lot out of it and a lot of like leads to chase down and a lot of things to look at and it was just like we all were very energized we went out for like for lunch afterwards and we're pretty excited so i just sort of like keep not internalizing that i don't have to do this alone and we don't have to do this alone so sometimes i'm like oh x is not going so well and i don't know how to fix it well i guess we're screwed and it's like wait no no no. i have co-founders and they might know how to fix it and then it's like oh wait there's also the whole world and like uh there are uh, people out there that know useful things and some of the problems we're solving are not known by that many people but there are some so one of the questions in our uh, retro uh document that we that we ask every time is uh is there anything we should ask a consultant just because it's been so useful so like so many times as like let's make sure we every week just think like are we stuck on anything or is there something that someone might be really good at that we could bring in and i'm, I'm glad to have that there and i think we'll keep it there
0: that's good i like those things that break down the ego a little bit like or or just kind of encourage you not to let that be a blocker because i could see i think especially engineers we tend to want to just like problem solve our way through things and often that's not the most efficient path right it's good to just keep that in check on a regular basis i'm glad it's part of your retro so that it's just like let's ego check ourselves we could we could figure this out but it would maybe take three times as long so is there any shortcuts we can take this week you know totally yeah and like
1: i see that as kind of my like the ceo job keep the high level view on things and be like hey like you've been working on that thing for a while now like can we get some help on there like can i make like send some emails and or use my network or something and like because it's it's just a useful technique like why build in isolation if we don't have to so that was good That was, that was like a nice a nice way to end the week i would say which is nice because earlier this week i had kind of a rough day I did a pairing session, so like I said, like we're, we're, our goal for Alpha is January seventh. So I've been spending more time trying to use the product with people and like and think about it in sort of a product managery kind of way. And I did a call with a friend of mine, and during the call, it was it was bad. Things were bad. <laughs> it was like, oh, we discovered a couple bugs, but like even, like even once those bugs were kind of not an issue, it was like, wow, this latency is is bad. It is not where we need to be. And it was like really demoralizing. And I was like, damn, I thought we were further along than this. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at the date and I'm like, wow, can okay, we like a month or so? And like, yikes, um, this is going to be hard to talk about. And like, I talked about this with my therapist, actually. I like found this failure mode, I guess, for my brain where it's like, okay, this thing is bad in this way right now. Therefore, it will always be that bad and probably get worse is like where my head goes as opposed to like, oh, there's a data point that I sampled today. Good thing this graph is pointing in the right direction and it will be better later. But instead, I just go down this like it's called catastrophizing route where it's like, oh, like you have some sort of some small negative input and you blow it into this like huge negative input. Like my afternoon was like, oh, man, I feel like this sucks. Like, wow. And I was just like thinking these really negative thoughts. And then a couple things happened. But like the most important thing was I was like, oh, hey, friend, can you measure your bandwidth for me? Uh, Just like kind of on a whim, just so I can like have more data as to like what was going on. And he does. And he has like mid 2000s internet upload speed. It was like one megabit up and like dropping to like 300 kilobits up at times. It was real bad. I was like, are you on dial up? And so it was like, oh, well, yeah, like no wonder that performance was abysmal. Like good luck getting almost anything to work well under those conditions. So it's like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> and so it's like, OK, so I may have blown this out of proportion and also didn't even have the full story before I did it. It was kind of a, a useful lesson, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, and that's where the, that once you have that feature and that really pinpoints like who's to blame and like that'll that'll help with your sanity, I think, too. <laughs> totally. And like we have it to the point where like we're logging that info and like we there
1: was there is a debug panel. And that's so how I had that popped open and I could see that it wasn't working well and i could feel it but i was like i didn't know what the root cause was but but then like going back and like we analyzed some of the logs from the call and it's like oh yeah like this is clearly what was up my takeaway is like oh we need to surface that like i I wish it had been like the thing had just been clearly shouting at me like your friend's upload speed is way lower than it needs to be this is going to be terrible but yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Maybe you start all your testing calls with a with a benchmark, right? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is something that I have added to like our list of qualifications. Basically, as I talk to people about possibly joining the alpha or the beta, I now have a list. And it's, it just keeps getting longer, but it like it gets, it's getting more dialed in, which is actually like product management type thing or like sales or something where it's like yeah like having a list of knowing who your good customers are going to be is so useful and yeah like maybe one day will be amazing and we can support one megabit up and it won't be garbage but like not today not now we need people to have good connections for now
0: it was mentally stressful but a really good experience net net good um did you come away with any specific coping strategies for the catastrophizing or is it just awareness of when it's happening You know, we didn't, we kind of, we
1: talked about it a lot, but we didn't come away with specific coping and that would probably be good. It'd be good to have like a specific run, a run book for that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Like I do have, I do have things kind of like that for other brain problems, but this would be a good one to do. I think meditation for me helps that a lot. Like I noticed like the runaway brain phenomenon where like I take X and explode it definitely reduces when I'm doing that. But yeah, writing up a little doc would probably be good. Like like step one is kind of, oh, notice what that feels like. Notice when it's happening. Step two is like, okay, how do you deal with it when it's when it's occurring? Phase three is, you know, how do you prevent it in the first place? Yeah. And just just keep getting better. Yeah. Did you talk about this with your co-founders when you were experiencing it? And no. Okay. Um, and that was probably also a mistake. So it, like I, I did it from home and it was kind of late in the afternoon. So I didn't go back into the office. And we didn't see each other for a little bit and so i eventually wrote up like a doc like once i had calmed down and like also had all the data like the connection speed i was like oh okay and so i wrote up a a doc and like here's here's how it went this was this was good this was bad some of this is our fault some of this is not and then like we talked about it in person and that was like good and like neither of them freaked out they were like yeah we got a couple bugs and like also it's not gonna work on the connection speed so like you know we're still working on this and next problem and i was like right yep that's a pretty reasonable way to respond
0: to that (laughs) Well, and I think it's just good for it's good for them to know if you have a natural tendency to to respond in that way to that type of thing. It's just one of those things where like having knowledge about each other's natural tendencies or personality traits can be really helpful, I think. And that's why I've become I've become a fan. We never actually did this at, at Drip, but I if I like ever build out a team, I will probably do one or more like personality assessments just because I think they're not like obviously accurate a hundred percent but they actually give you a good gauge for like i have a naturally pessimistic outlook about x y and z or this is how i tend to respond to stress or when i'm under stress and all those data points are helpful in in you helping each other to cope with with things totally so when we first formed the company we each wrote up a care and feeding
1: document and i actually just popped it open as i this is back in may I just popped it open and like one of my, (laughs) one of my headlines in bold is I can be a catastrophizer. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. So damn it. (laughs) Still working on that, it turns out. Yep. But yeah, I like that exercise of like what, like write down your, your, your things. We should probably do a review of these actually, like uh, update them for ourselves, but also like remind each other of them. I think that would be good. Mm hmm.
0: And, and then find out from each other what are things that they recognize about you that you don't know about yourself. <laughs> yeah, right? that would be a good Line one spot. for sure. Yeah. I think that's that's probably, that's probably really useful because that's the real
1: dangerous stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's the stuff you don't even know you're doing yet. Right. That's when you're, yeah, that's extra useful to hear about. Despite my freaking out, net-net, uh, things are moving in the right direction. The numbers are all looking good. Like we had a really good marketing week this week. We added like 200 something people to the mailing list uh, in the last week and the product is getting continually better. And we have a lot of interesting leads to chase down. So stuff is stuff is good, so actually. Is up
0: and to the right. That's what up I want to Up and to the hear. right. Yep. Yeah. Up and to the right for the most part. Good, good. Yeah. So I think that's it for me. Cool. I now have to go code up the change to my landing page to shut off the uh, the pre-order because it's due to go in half an hour. So <laughs> All
1: right. Well, get to it, Code Monkey.
0: Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool. Uh, show notes.
0: Show notes can be found at artofproductpodcast.com.
1: As always. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye.